We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt hanging out with you. Talking a lot of football today. Talking some golf as well. And we're going to talk some golf here as we go to the Western Hotline where TD Green host Brian Koziel joins the show. Brian, you've had a busy morning and now we're making it come out of the afternoon. How are we doing, bud? Good afternoon, guys. Thanks to uh, having me on. Yeah, when there's golf on in the morning, this is, you know, I'm all right. I go right from my show, right to watching, and then... Uh, you said you want to come on and talk some more. I was like, all right, let's do it. I mean, again, especially because, and we were talking a little bit over text, like the Saturday storylines were, were just building themselves, and they've kind of stuck the landing a little bit here. we still got Brian Harmon. He's been able to hold on to his lead. There was, though, some worry in that front nine. What were you seeing from those first nine holes from him, especially the two bogeys? It, it felt like almost to open up the round. Yeah, it's first hole. Um, after playing perfect yesterday, Harmon had a bogey free round yesterday, 65 incredible to play, to play bogey free. If anybody's been watching this, these last few days here, like you can get a bad bounce and it can roll into a weird spot at any moment on these courses, on these link style courses. And for Harmon to be able to, even if he did be able to recover from it and play bogey free, that was so impressive. So yeah, now he's sleeping on a five, a five shot advantage and, you know, that's what we were talking about on TD Green today. Like, okay, like, you are in command of this event. He's never won a major. This would be the biggest win of his career. This would change his life. Like, how do you handle it? And then the first hole, you come out and make a bogey. Meanwhile, John Rahm, one of the best players in the world, is tapping in an 18 for around a 63 to kind of put his name in second. You're like, whoa, these guys are coming. And a lot of the big names have gotten off to really good good starts so far today. And now, now some of them, as we get toward their second nine uh, are getting closer, but Harmon after making another bogey has since made two birdies. So he's even on his round. So he's kind of got himself together and uh, he looks as though he's even into a good spot on the current hole he's playing right now. So uh, for all the excitement that we had, Harmon's lead started the day at five. It's just, it's four right now. So in some sense, Harmon, dodged some early bullets but there are quite a bit of monster names lurking that are trying to get a little closer before the day ends yeah on some of those names as well we, we, we got tommy fleetwood on on the screen right now as well he's at five under he seems to be i mean he's the local guy he grew up what about an hour away from the golf course so this is very much his home course he's lurking what about victor hovland he's kind of had an up and down first two rounds and then today goes out there five under par for the round absolutely looked dialed in and now he's sitting there tied for fifth what have you made so far of his entire tournament 
trending in the right direction for sure. I mean, there's, this is a player that when, and, I'll, and I say when, I don't say if, I say when he wins a major, I think he's that good. Um, we're not going to be surprised. He's been trending so well as of late. Today, he goes out and makes six more birdies, just one bogey, so a really, really good round for him. Um, I, I think Hovland's a player, you know, coming from Norway, he's played the, he played the European Tour a little coming over, then he came to stateside to go to college, Oklahoma State, and now he's played all over the world. I think this guy knows how to handle all sorts of types of conditions. So today's weather was expected to be worse. Uh, it's still, there was you know, a little spotty drizzle and rain here and there, but it hasn't at all caused play to have any sort of issue. And the winds are what's really uh, becoming calm. So if the weather gets bad tomorrow, I'd like Hovland to maybe emerge out of this group because I think he does handle playing in bad weather poor uh he handles playing in poor weather pretty well normally, but uh, that's, this is a guy, whether he wins this weekend or upcoming, I think his major time is coming soon. I think he's just been trending so well. He was in contention at Oak Hill and Rochester. Uh, he's been in contention even last year in some majors. So um, for him to play well today, no surprise. And I think he's going to be getting a major very soon. So you mentioned John Rahm kind of roaring in out of nowhere, jumps up 37 spots today. And, since then, no one's really been able to surpass him. I mean, he's still – obviously, there's a three-way tie for second, but no one's been able to get less than six under. So has it kind of stalled out, you think? You think Harmon's kind of taken a little bit of a breather, or do you think there's still a lot of heat on him? Because other than the three tied for second, there is a lot of guys tied for fourth and fifth with five under. So, I mean, it's a very close race at the top, but Harmon still has a pretty sizable lead. You're right. I mean, it looked as though it was trending very poorly for him after he made that second bogey. I want to say maybe that was his fifth hole. And monster names were coming. Uh, you know, Rom was already in at that point and done, but Rory was coming, Spieth was coming, some of these other big names were right there, Jason Day, Victor Hovland. Some of them have quieted off. Um, I'm, Harmon could honestly, very easily, he still has two more par fives to play. The 15th and the 18th, they're both par fives. I mean, there's no reason why maybe at the end of the day his lead could still be five. And all this kind of energy and uh, fireworks that we're seeing from some of these big names, at the end of the day we're going to sit here and say, well, he's still leading by five. What happened? Uh, I think you ha we had a boatload of golfers that were right around level par, even or even two under, that have risen up and gotten into that five under and six under. But Harmon, having, you need Harmon to come back at some point a little for if we're, if we're going to get some sort of like nail biter finish, because I mean, that's a five stroke lead is a pretty big lead to have uh, in a major and Harmon, you know, obviously has figured out a way to kind of get through what might've been some early jitters for him too. I mean, to have that big of a lead in a major, like that's something that you wouldn't necessarily know how to handle quite well. So he's recovered nicely after those couple of bogeys. Um, the player today to me that I thought was trending towards that right direction um, and I, I don't want to say his round's disappointing because he's only two under on his round and three under overall, but it's McElroy. He today has had birdie looks of a foot, five feet, nine, nine, 10, 11, 11, 13, and 18. And he's only two under. I mean, right there, that is nine quality opportunities at birdie. The putts just haven't dropped for him. Those, medi those short to medium length putts today, 
I mean, even if he can just make a couple more, if you push him from, if he can make, you know, two more, well, now he still has some power fives to play coming in. It would be a good opportunity for him to be try to get into that final group. But I think he's, I think he's going to be ending up maybe just a couple of shots too far back to really made you maybe factor in tomorrow, which, you know, we know Rory charging is an exciting storyline to watch, but you know, if he looks back at today and said, man, that could have been so much better. He can look right to the fact that he didn't make a lot of putts. Some of the other big names as well were in danger of missing the cut yesterday. Some of them did make it, but all those big names that kind of were fighting to make the cut coming into today, guys like Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler, not really good rounds today on Saturday. I, I would say almost specifically from Scotty Scheffler. What have you been seeing this tournament from both those guys? But I, I think for me, especially with Scheffler, just it seems like he's great off the drive, great in the iron game and the mid game. But it, it like you were bringing up with with Rory, it's been the short game. It's been putting that has just not been able to fall for him. What have you been making of it? So I'm going to steal my tee to green colleague stats here because I think it describes it very well. Jeff Blank, he said, or he sent me a stat this morning. Scheffler off the tee in terms of driving is number one in strokes gained. So for those that don't know what that is, it's essentially a statistic to compare, you know, what your your performance is driving the ball and how maybe it compares to others. He's first in the field in that. So off the tee, he's the best. Then the approach shot, which would be obviously shot two or the one into the green. He's ninth. So, you know, you're sitting and saying, well, God, what is he doing wrong? Well, he came in, he came into this set or this morning, 154th in strokes games and putting. Oh, wow. And there was only 160 invited to this event. So there you go. So, I mean, that is just shows how poor uh, he has been doing putting. That was a story with him coming in this week. Uh, reporters were asking him about it and he said, he thinks it's a little bit overblown these greens are a little bit different to put on than what we see in the United States courses. Uh, they're a little bit slower. They've got a little bit more undulations in them. Uh, you tend to have longer putts too. So you got to be very good at lag putting, but that's been, I, I think that's been a story for Scheffler all year for a guy that's in contention for essentially player of the year for a guy that keeps winning for a guy that's, you know, ranked so high. Um, I think his off the tee and, you know, green and, and game all the way up to the green has been the best in the world. He just has been very below average putting. So that that is, I think definitely a story as to maybe why we're not seeing Scotty Scheffler uh, in contention. And he's had quite a streak of being in contention here in these big time tournaments. So it is surprising to me to see that that he's not there. That is fascinating. I mean, it, he is top ten in two of the of, of the categories. One with with off the driver and just. I mean, atrocious at putting. I mean, that has been I, – I mean, you were bringing it up, though. It's been a story all year, so it's it's not really just this weekend. That is fascinating, though. I, I do want to give an update, though. Harmon did birdie at 12, so now he's at 11 under with Rom and a few others at 6 under. He's, I mean, you know, Brian, you brought it up. He started off the day very shaky. He has looked very dialed in since then. Yeah, and now all the <laughs> – all the excitement that we've been watching all morning, yes, maybe there's there's more notable names um, at the top, but the lead is still five, and Harmon continues to play steady after just those couple of birdies. So credit to him. I mean, this is a guy that's won twice on the PGA Tour. Um, I know if you listen to TD Green this morning, we talked about that. He won the Porter Cup that was just at Niagara Falls um, last weekend. He won it in 2007, so – uh, he's won the U.S. Junior Amateur, so going up, he's had a good pedigree. Like this was, 
a, a pro career that maybe you could have predicted in the sense that he was going to make it pro, you know, winning amateur tournaments, big time amateur tournaments. Uh, but he's had some opportunities in majors to be around the lead and he hasn't been able to, to really take advantage of it. This might be his spot here. I mean, what he's doing right now is pretty tremendous. And we thought maybe the advantage also of these other guys today, hey, they're getting out early while it hasn't started raining and, and the wind isn't whipping up yet. It looks like we're not going to get any of that today. So Harmon may walk in playing some dry golf and some non-windy golf to a chance to maybe extend his lead. I mean, it was five starting today. If he increases it to six or seven, he's going to take a lot of the drama out of tomorrow's final round. So another one of the kind of, I don't want to say underplayed storylines, but one of the more lighthearted ones, the two Fitzpatrick brothers, Matt and Alex. Is this their first time playing each other in a major? I believe so. Yeah, I think that's correct. So Alex was on the bag for Matthew not not two months ago at the U.S. Open, but the previous U.S. Open when Matthew won that uh that was at the country club in, in uh, Massachusetts when he won. Yeah. The two of them together in this event, I, I got to think this is the first major. I feel like that was something that I did read. They're both playing actually pretty decent. Um, Alex is actually ahead of Matthew. Matthew's the one of course that has the major Alex is four under and Matthew is two under, but two Fitzpatrick in the top 16 that's pretty good, right? If you're, if you're mom and dad, you got to be pretty proud about that. You've yeah, got that's... two boys. And, and they're from they're England, the too. Of a major tournament. They're from England, too, so it's, they're not far from home. And it, it's, just, it's, such one of the, it's one of those like, lighthearted storylines, whereas you know, we look around here and it's been a lot of bad weather and like tricky pin placements and things like that. But it's one of those things where you can look at and be like, yeah, that's really cool that they're kind of not battling each other for a lead or anything, but they are – you know, that sibling sibling rivalry is probably coming out a little bit. Sure, definitely. And let's face it, I mean, golf takes a lot of a lot of resources, a lot of time, a lot of travel. You don't necessarily see a lot of brothers uh, playing at the same time. Sometimes we see father and then maybe son or something along those lines. We see it in other sports where we see siblings. We know we have the Diggs brothers in the NFL that are playing right now. But I, I feel like it's a rarity in golf. We haven't seen that. Uh, as many as as much I, maybe the Kepkas I should bring up Brooks Kepka's brother Chase Kepka has played kind of uh, in the in the AAA of golf kind of the Corn Ferry Tour he's also played DP World Tour the European Tour events so that's maybe another example but not as many for sure now I know golf globally doesn't have the the volume of players that maybe we would see in other sports. So that could be a piece of it as well. They're just, it's so good. And it's such a global sport, maybe compared to the NBA, the NH, you know, the NFL, kind of something like that. But yeah, pretty cool story. Two Fitzpatrick's in the top, uh, top 16 at the moment. On the Western hotline, Brian Cozio, host of T to green right here on WGR. Brian, last thing for me, Wyndham Clark, he comes in as the U S open champion and he's had a very, very good summer so far has not really looked as dialed in as maybe one would expect. What have you made of his game so far? He is sitting after his round today at one under for the tournament. Yeah, I think kind of hot and cold. He played um, today. Yeah, shot even today. So one under overall for his event. Not bad. I mean, not a lot of players win both opens in the same season. I mean, you're on a very, very short list, guys like Tiger and Nicholas and things like that. So, 
for him to say, well, he didn't win this week, like it would have been a pretty incredible accomplishment to do so. But his game overall this year is really trending in the right direction. Uh, whether he ends up finishing where he's at, um, I think, you know, not maybe getting any closer. I think he's still got to sit here and say, wow, what a year for me. His career has really trended well. The shots that I'll remember from Clark from this tournament came on Thursday when he was in the bunker and then, or sorry, on Friday morning when he was in the bunker, had to kind of pitch the ball backwards, got it out, and then it ended up rolling all the way back in again. And then he got up there pretty frustrated about it. He had to be kind of backed off by his caddy to do it again. We've seen that with some players in these events this year, is or in this tournament this week. The pot bunkers have been definitely penalizing. That's one thing that's different from a lot of the courses that we watch on the PGA Tour in the United States is that they can be penalizing. You may have to go sideways. You may have to go backwards. Sometimes guys on the PGA Tour events are rooting for the ball to go in the bunker versus being in the rough because they can control the spin a lot better. So that will be kind of the, the thought that I remember from Clark is that he got himself in some trouble and then got some bad luck along the way. But, you know, kudos to him for a good year. Most people didn't even hear of him. Now he's a major champion, and now he's putting himself in what could be a nice finish here if he has a good day tomorrow. So quick update, Rory McIlroy just stuck one real nice on the green, set himself up for uh, another one of those medium-length birdie putts. kind of leads into my next question of, who do you think is going to be like the dark horse to watch tomorrow? Obviously, Brian Harmon could really extend his lead here as the day wraps up, but who's somebody that you're looking at that might just come out of nowhere tomorrow and really give Harmon a run for his money? Well, I mean, probably the most dangerous player that's not at at the at the top that's not named Brian Harmon would be John Rahm, and I'm curious to see if anybody will get better than six under. Because if no one does, that will put Rahm in the final group with Harmon, which I guess if you're trying to chase somebody down, you can put more pressure on a player if you're there together where he can front and see and, and see you. So um, that could be, you know, maybe a guy to keep an eye on. Um, Hoblin can get hot. We mentioned that. To be honest, I feel like it's that that's about it. I mean, this lead from Harmon, did he just make another birdie? I think he just did. Yes, he did. Wow, so yes, he, he did. So he is now up by six with still two power fives to play. It could be larger. Um, Yeah, to answer your question here, if he keeps pulling away, it's going to be harder and harder. I I think the easy answer is Rom. If nobody gets better than six under, he'll at least be in the group with him tomorrow. He can try to apply some pressure that way. But it is trending very well for Brian Harmon here as he tries to get his first major. Yeah, I mean, he is he has looked incredibly dialed in, especially now at the start of this back nine. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the golf. Hopefully you get out there this weekend, too. I mean, it's gorgeous out this weekend. I know me and Josh are going out tomorrow afternoon as well. So thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk again soon. Okay, guys, no problem. Have fun tomorrow. Thank you. That was TD Green host Brian Cozy. You can listen to TD Green every Saturday from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. That is going to be right here on WGR. Zach's going to have fun losing tomorrow. I'm stoked. I am so stoked. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very competitive person, but I'm no, I know I'm bad right now. But in my mind, I'm going to be like, yeah, but in like two or three years. Ne- yeah, awesome. next year will be interesting because yeah. it'll be my second full year or third full year of golf, and it'll mm-hmm. be your second yeah. kind of full year of golf. I'm going to get after it. It's going to be fun. You haven't really dealt with competitive Zach. I mean, like, that's... well, that's that's true. That's true. I mean, at my birthday, we did. We, 
quick backstory. We went to uh, me and a bunch of my friends and family went to an axe throwing place, and Zach was incredible. I was dialed. You were incredibly competitive. I was dialed in. That was crazy. Um, But no, uh, it's it's going to be fun because we're going with my friend Anthony who literally plays he's a, he's a, he's, he's a, teacher, a teacher so he has summer off yeah so he plays every single day but he just got back from vacation so he hasn't played in a week so we might catch him on a bad day yeah i enjoy that he's like i haven't played in a week so i might be bad and we're yeah, like he's, what are you talking about he's gonna he's gonna just shoot like like 90 and be like yeah this is bad for me it's not a good day <laughs> yeah i'm i'm a very competitive person a quick story for me at least so i i swam for much of my life about 11 12 years and in high school, me and my brother were both swimming. He he joined the high school swim team to kind of like we were, you know, brotherly things. We were both going to swim together. And he was swimming butterfly, which is, if anyone doesn't know, it's the over-the-top double arm stroke. Michael Phelps, that's his main stroke that he did. Um, I'm I'm quite good at butterfly. I still am. I, I don't have big arms, but I'm very good at the actual natural role of it. Um, I legitimately asked my coach because my brother was kind of hunting the record, the school record a little bit. I legitimately asked my coach, let me swim it to break it so that he can't. That's how competitive I was. Wow. Uh, I never got the chance. I got one chance at it and I just missed it. And it's still like something that me and my brother will talk about to this day of like, you want to like ruin my high school career (laughs) just to have one up on me. And I'm like, yes, you're absolutely correct. I did. My level of competitiveness was, it was always a team thing it was never i, was I very, never played I, singular I was sports say, I, was, I was very individualistic sports so yeah. i like i would get competitive for my team like mm-hmm. i would get fired up in a different way because it's like i'm playing soccer and baseball and baseball not so much but soccer you can get physical and as a goalie there was some very heated moments oh i would imagine i <laughs> there would was, imagine there was there was one time me and my buddy he got a red card and i almost got a yellow <laughs> it's just so furious <laughs> it, it was bad like oh. it was it was it was fun. I, I I do miss those days. I mean, when you're when you're in the thick of it with your teammates and things like it that, it can be a lot of fun. It's a great it's a great feeling. I mean, granted, high school sports do have an effect on a lot of people, but at the same time, if you can get away from them at the end of it, that's where you can really get your mm-hmm. value from them, where you can really learn like life lessons. When when you can't grow up out of high school sports, that's when that's when the problems that's when begin. problems start to that's start. That's when the problems begin. We are going to take a quick time out. When we come back, there was a major debut in soccer last night. We'll talk more about that when we come back. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday right here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.